Thanks for joining us for today's message. Here at Temple Baptist, we're a church on a mission, connecting people to Jesus and to one another. If you have your Bibles or your electronic devices, don't bother opening. We're going to read from the Gospel of John, uh, chapter 10, verses 7 to 10. It'll be on the screen. And so what I'd like everyone to do, if you wouldn't mind, I think it's great to see the body of Christ standing together, quoting the words of Jesus Christ. Would you all stand, please? All right. So Jesus said to them again, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and then have it more abundantly. Thank you. Please be seated. I don't know if this has ever happened to any of you, and I'm sure it has, but I was reading the uh, Gospel of John about two months ago at home, and when I reached chapter 10, I came across these verses in 7 to 10 which I have probably read over my lifetime as a Christian, uh, probably anywhere from 100 to 300 times over. I just love the gospel of John, just love it. But this time, the last part of verse 10 really stuck me in the heart. The Holy Spirit stopped me, and he urged me to reread it again, which I did, and I did, and I did, and I did. I read it four times. It was then that he gave me this great desire to pursue and understand what does the abundant life actually look like? I had to ask myself personally, am I really living the abundant life that Jesus talks about? I mean, I needed to stop and ask myself, really, do I understand? what the abundant life is. So we can ask ourselves, is the abundant life measured because we have good health, a good mate, blessed families, great friends, excellent school marks, plus many goodies that we have in our home day after day? And they are all blessings, wonderful blessings from the Lord in our lives. So don't get me wrong, I'm not, having, I'm not against having those things because my wife would might shoot me if I got rid of them. But that isn't really what Jesus meant. Is this going to burst my bubble, I thought, as a Christian, if the answer is different to what I thought it should be? Uh, we need to be honest about this question. And obviously, Jesus longs for you and I to experience the abundant life, or he wouldn't have spoken these words to us, whether you're a young person here today or a middle-aged person or in the seniors group. 
He definitely wanted us to embrace this verse. But in contrast, as we look at verse 10, we see that the thief, who I'm going to call Satan, is the first part, in the first part of verse 10, has an evil, evil goal. And that is, he wants to steal something from you. Oh, you got your hands in your pockets, your purses under your arms. He wants to steal something from you and to cause us harm and destruction to everyone he can get a hold of. He wants to steal our joy of the Lord. Stop and think about that. He wants to steal the joy of the Lord out of your life and to kill your relationship with Jesus and to destroy your spiritual life altogether. Satan does not want you and I to live the true life that Jesus is talking about in John 10, 10. Jesus, unlike the thief, does not come for selfish or destructive reasons. He comes that the believers might have a life with him daily that is meaningful, purposeful, joyful, and eternal. And that should make us do one thing three times. Rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. Every one of us should. But the question we need to ask ourselves is, if all these blessings we have on earth aren't enough for, our, for us to have the abundant life, then what does that life really look like? Have you ever thought what it takes to have it in your life? Well, let's look at some scripture that I trust will help us to move forward in understanding the life that Jesus wants for us. And first of all, it begins when you discover you are a sinner, separated from God. Every one of us here could stand, not stand up and say, hey, I've never been a sinner. You are. Everybody is a sinner to begin with. And that we're separated from God because of that sin. And we need to come to a place where we would ask Jesus to forgive us our sins, to repent of those sins, and to ask God for forgiveness for, of your sins and invite Jesus into your life as your Lord and Savior. And Jesus said in John 3, 3, he says, truly, truly. And, and when Jesus says two, the same words twice, stand at attention and pay attention. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, unless a person is born again, they will not see the kingdom of God. That's a pretty straightforward message from the Lord. It's imperative that we are serious about becoming a true believer in Jesus. We can't have God's abundant life unless we are born again. But it doesn't stop there. Once you have become a believer, it actually own, it's actually only the beginning of your spiritual life. There's so much more to learn about how to live the Christian life and how much to learn about Jesus Christ and his Father. So are we searching his word and walking by faith? 
That is what brings us into the realm of the supernatural power of God. The Holy Spirit works in each one of us to accomplish things by faith that are impossible to the human understanding. So let's look at some steps that will help us to understand and embrace the abundant life. Again, if you've got your Bibles and your um, electronic equipment, don't open them again. They're going to be up here. <clears throat> we're, going to have, we're going to read Romans 6. You don't have to stand this time. But let's, uh, let's it, read it out loud together. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Even so, consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Life in Jesus should be lived at a higher plane because his overflowing abundance of power and might is all for us. How then do you and I live the abundant life that Jesus refers to? It almost sounds like it's so difficult. It's so hard. I can't understand it. How am I going to do that? Well, we see in this portion of Scripture how having a yielded life will allow us to enjoy the abundant life. If we yield to sin, we will have to endure a defeated life. But what does yielding our lives mean? It means we must give our whole selves to God, all of our heart, our mind, our soul, our body, and our will. It all has to go to Jesus. Can we live a yielded life alone? Definitely, 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 the answer is no. We need Jesus, we need Holy Spirit, and we need God's people that will surround us and help us through all these days that we're going to live here on earth. But Jesus is our great example and model for a yielded life. And this really struck me as it uh, was opened up to me by the Spirit of God. And I want you to listen carefully that about Jesus being uh, yielding his life. He yielded his life to leave a perfect environment, uh, from a perfect environment, to come to a sin-filled earth. He yielded to the Father's plan to leave his throne in heaven. Have you ever stopped and thought about that? It was, when we read about heaven, what's it like? It's got to be the best thing we've ever heard of. Now, none of us here have been there yet, but many of us are going there at some time. But think about it. Jesus was up there, wonderful, wonderful. No sin at all up there. And he volunteered to come to this earth. And when he came, he subjected himself to the tyranny of mankind and even was obedient to the point of crucifixion on the cross. And he also allowed himself to be separated from his father in order that he would have an eternal relationship with God the Father later on. Jesus led a completely yielded life. 
And because of him, you and I, while having him as our Lord and Savior, can have his power to do likewise. His power is so important. The second step of abundant living is a life of service with Jesus as our model and our example. I can't say that we will ever be called to be martyred for our faith in Jesus, but there are many more ways to give of our lives from our abundant life. The Apostle Paul tells us in Romans 12, 1 and 2 to understand this. These verses ask us to present ourselves a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to the Father, which is our choosing to surrender to God and to do his perfect will. Have you ever thought about presenting yourself to God from here on earth? We need to stop and think about that. Take time to present yourself to God. He loves us so much, and we need to surrender to God to do his perfect will. And these verses really are so important for us to learn. And we submit to everything we can to walk in the abundant life of God's will. Do you feel that you're doing God's will or that you have not responded to the Holy Spirit's voice? Well, we need to examine our lives to see if we have presented our bodies a living and holy sacrifice and not conform to the world. The abundant life is one that is given completely to God at the expense of our own desires. Are we willing to surrender our desires and walk the Word with the Word of God and how Jesus walked? And the third step in living the abundant life, we must have a Spirit-filled life. This is so important, but also filling us with the joy of the Lord. The Holy Spirit has come to dwell in us at the moment of our salvation. We can have God the Holy Spirit living in us, but does the Holy Spirit guide us so that we can have an abundant life? Let's see what that might look like. Listen to God's Word in Ephesians 18, verses 18 to 21. And Paul says to the believers, he says, be filled with the Spirit. How many times have you heard that? Be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to another, one another in psalms and hymn and spiritual songs, singing and making music with your heart to the Lord. Now, you know, the wonderful thing is that we can be filled with the Spirit day by day, and we need to day by day. Don't start the morning off without talking to the Lord. Don't stop the morning off without asking for the Holy Spirit to fill you so that you can walk and project Jesus to everyone you come in contact with. Now, the other part of it, speaking to one another is good, but in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, if your voice isn't that good, maybe just sing to yourself, you know? <laughs> that might 
not destroy the relationship of talking to people. But always, always, we need to give thanks for all things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to God the Father. And we need to be subject to one another in the reverence of Jesus. They gave me a large, the largest uh, stand here, so I thought it was going to be a shorter one and I'd have a shorter sermon. So we'll close on that one and I'll start on my second one. No, I'm just kidding you. No, I just can't en encourage you enough. The abundant life is probably what everyone here wants to have and to live. And you know, Jesus wants you to have that abundant life. Think of what he can do through you if you're that close to him. Think of him, what the Spirit of God can do when you're yielded to him. And think about what God can do when he looks down and sees you like that. He wants to bless you, bless you, bless you, and bless you. And he wants to see you walk in a manner that is pleasing to him and to see you minister to other people, saved or unsaved. There is a host of people that we can touch. So I just close hoping that these three points will help you fill, fulfill your daily walking in an abundant life, bringing glory to God and Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening, and consider joining us live on Sundays at 9.15 and 11 a.m. For our address, directions, and any other information, find us online at templebaptist.com.